When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Garibaldi Red, a Nottingham Forest podcast brought to you by Nottinghamshire Live. Hello, welcome to Garibaldi Red. It's another point on the board for Nottingham Forest after they drew 1-1 at Everton in the Premier League on Saturday, thanks to Brennan Johnson's late goal, which was then cancelled out, unfortunately, by Damari Gray's goal for the hosts. So we're going to talk all about that, reflect on a few talking points from the game and a bit of transfer chat, no doubt, and look ahead to Forest's uh, Carabao Cup game against Grimsby. First of all, in the company of former Reds midfielder Lewis McGugan. Lewis, good morning. How are you? Well, no, no. not. Uh, it's been a bit of a bad start with uh, testing positive for COVID this morning. But apart from that, uh, there's all smiles, that's for sure. Yeah, a bit of a nightmare for you, but hopefully you don't get it too bad and you, you're back yeah. uh, up and running again quickly. Uh, second guest today is Reds fan Mikey Clark. Mikey, good morning. You well? Morning. Yep, I'm absolutely great. I'm um, buzzing. Lewis McGugan's on the show. I used to love watching Lewis play back in the day. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm great. Thank you. Good, good. Well, we all love watching Lewis play back in the day and uh, we'll catch up on his thoughts on this game. We'll start with you though, Mikey, because you watched it in full. Me and Lewis have seen the highlights um, and uh, watched Match of the Day and a few other bits and bobs, but you watched it all the way through, Mikey. What are your emotions coming out of the game? Uh, yeah, in general, pleased. I think um, we started a bit nervous again, I thought. Sort of first 10 minutes, it was a little bit back to the wall bit deeper than I would have liked but I think we just grew into the game a bit like uh, a bit like the other week uh, as, as the sort of first half wore on um, I actually thought we were the better team I thought we created pretty much the better chances uh, I liked the link-up play between the forward lads especially um, I thought Mangala in midfield was excellent for the time that he was on the pitch and I went into half-time thinking we're doing all right do you know what and you know in general we're, we're a really pretty solid second half team and I thought we're going to at least get a point and then as the second half sort of wore on I could only see us winning it I'll be honest with you you know they they obviously had a few chances a few scrambles they tend to push late on in games I think if you look at what they did back end of last season they tend to sort of try and throw the kitchen sink probably because they're chasing games so I expected the end of the game the last quarter of the game to be quite fraught if I was honest um but when Brennan gets that goal, I, I, you know, I thought that was it. I couldn't see them coming back. Um, I think they had one chance a couple of minutes straight after that. Big scramble. I'm sure everybody saw it. And when we get away with that, you're thinking it's going to be another 1-0, like when Pierre Van Oudonk scored back in the day in, in 99, I think it was. I thought we're going to do, do another 1-0 here. But unfortunately, we switched off a little bit. They get the equaliser. And then, to be honest, we were holding on a little bit towards the end. But on reflection, you can't grumble with an away point in the Premier League. It's really difficult to win games at, at any level away from home, especially in the Premier League. So I would have taken a point before the game. Um, the way the game panned out, 
I was a little bit disappointed um, that, you know, you're leading so late in the game and you just can't hold on. But at the end of the day, do you know what? If we play like that away from home throughout the season, we'll be absolutely fine because we'll score goals. I thought the guys from the bench really made a big difference. I'm sure we'll talk about that going forward. But all in all, Matt, I was I was content. I was pleased. And I saw far more positives than I did negatives in that performance. Do you agree with that kind of sentiment, Lewis, about any point away in the Premier League is a good point? Yeah, massively. Uh, I think, like Michael was saying, in most leagues, you when you go away from home, uh, the biggest thing is, is is to try and take something and, and, you, and you start with a point. And if, worst case scenario, you leave with a point, you're, you, you're uh, happy days. Uh, and, I, and I think, especially so early in the season, the timing of, of, the, of the Forest goal, you kind of then hope you can go on and, and hold out. But at the start of the game, if you probably uh, asked to take a point, you probably would have took it. What's your take on the Forest goal then, Lewis, from a player's point of view? And now obviously you're coaching. What, what went wrong with the goal Forest conceded? Uh, I think I think they will be really disappointed. And the biggest thing, it was just that one straight ball. Uh, and when you play in any game, but when you play at the top level, if, if, if the teams kind of draw you open and open you up and score good goals, then sometimes you just got George Hansel. I think it's I think it was the nature of the goal, uh, with it just being one one straight ball from the keeper. Uh for Damaru Gray to be running through like that, I just like I said, the the lads won't be happy with that. after the game, Mikey, a lot of the chat it seemed to really focus on Joe Worrell, interestingly. So I wrote a piece on sort of recognising that he has struggled a bit, but also defending him, saying it's only three games gone. What's your stance on the the kind of critique of Warhol after these games? Yeah, I, I have a very um, specific opinion. I'm, I'm not going to sit on fence. I'll tell you what I think. So I think Joe, like a lot of our players, is used not used to this level of football. So, you know, most of our back five, Toffolo, McKenna, O'Brien, Ryan Yates, Brennan Johnson, all the rest of them have never played at this level. So I think it's it's unrealistic and it's, all, and it's unfair as well to expect everybody to make that jump, not make mistakes in those few weeks, you know, few first weeks, first months of the season and be really sort of, you know, specific on, on one or two individuals that are making mistakes. It's dead easy to pinpoint and say, do you know what? he lacks a little bit of pace for Joe Worrell or his positioning's out or he's not getting stuck in or he's not running the hard yards. And if that's the case, I'm sure that throughout the season, the guys will get used to the level, they'll improve. And those, um, I guess, deficiencies that can be worked on will be worked on. Now, Joe's never been the quickest, right? <laughs> so he's, he's probably... I guess if you say that mistake was maybe a little bit of Joe's, a little bit of Nico, somebody let him run between the two, Damari Grain, and obviously it was a great finish. Um, I think Joe probably makes that mistake five or six times on season, but probably gets away with it five or six times. But we're now at a level where any small mistake, nine times out of ten, is going to be punished. So I'd rather go down the route of saying, look, these players have got us to where we are now and deserve the chance and deserve the support of all of us as they try and step up their own personal games. I don't think it's helpful at all um, 
saying after three games, you know, he's not good enough or, or he's got to go or we need to buy another player. We bought 16, by the way. You know, we need to buy a 17th or an 18th. I just don't think it's... I think these guys need our support. If a few months down the season, if it gets to the second of the season, we're still seeing similar mistakes or people being exposed or it's obvious that certain people can't step up the level. I'm sure the management team in the hierarchy at Forest will make those decisions. But it's been three games and we've let in three goals. That's the same as Man City, um, the same as uh, Spurs, I think, less than Chelsea. You know, we've played six halves of football and clean sheets in four of them. So we're obviously doing something right. And I just think it's, I'm not on social media, but I did see some of the views. And I'm not saying people don't have a point about certain individuals and stuff they perhaps can't do as well as others. But this is not the time, I don't think, to be chastising people and pinpointing certainly the, the club captain and saying he's not quite out for this level because first off I don't personally agree with it and secondly let's all be positive and focus on the fact that you know we're doing really well <laughs> we're in the top half of the table these players will get better just as they got better throughout last season once they get customised to the level and like I said if there is a, if there is a decision to be made later in the window sorry, later in the season, about certain players, I'm sure it will be made. But now is definitely not the time. So I'm very firm in that and Lewis in the camp of let's support all our players. Let's give them the backing that they deserve because it's like anything in life. If you get a promotion at work, it's going to take you time to find your feet and get to that level. So I, that's kind of where I am. I don't know whether you, you agree with that, Lewis. Uh, I think the... The thing is, it's it's just typical kind of the football and the the industry and the kind of little bubble it is. It's we just seem to write off players overnight and be so quick to do it. And everyone in that team last year coming up is a new it's a new challenge, uh, and is going to bring new things to try and work out. And that's part of also the coaching staff along with the manager. So. It's kind of everyone's also learning on the job and that's what has to happen, especially early on. And sometimes you, and in games, you'll have to make mistakes and get punished to learn. And that's the whole part of, of kind of learning on the job. That That's just the reality. But in in terms of the the, the negative uh, towards Joe, I, I, one, I think it's, it's just unreal to even start that, so soon and if you look at the players that uh he's coming up against well if you look from yesterday you've seen what kind of damage they can cause in 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 other games and against against top teams so i think it's that as a as a formation that steve cooper likes to play that is an area that can get that can get targeted and that's just the reality uh and as Mikey pointed out uh, prior, sometimes in the championship or in other leagues, you, 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 probably the same things happen, but you don't get punished for it. So normally you just kind of forget about it. You forget what has actually happened. But in, in the Premiership, you will get punished for it or you will sometimes uh, be in trouble. So I think it's the biggest thing is just kind of relax, enjoy the ride. Don't be too quick to kind of start the negative 
uh, kind of inputs from from the outside, uh, and just be going into every game really positive because I think it's just a positive environment, a positive culture throughout the the team, the club, the fan base, and I think we shouldn't do anything to kind of derail that, especially this early on. Mm, yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, like you say, Nico Williams gets very high at the pitch and good teams going to exploit that. I think the one thing Joe's done in away games is pick up these early bookings and if he can avoid that, just take the pressure off himself a little bit. But I'd certainly back him to step up. Another defensive blow, Mikey, is Niakate being out for, for two months now. Forrest have got a severe lack of pace at the back suddenly. They, they want to buy Willy Bolly from Wolves. We've discussed signing someone else. <laughs> Are you a bit concerned about the defence or do we have plenty of faith in the, the three lads that got us promoted last season? Yeah, no, I'm not concerned. It is what it is. You know, Steve Cook, uh, Joe Warr, Scott McKenna aren't the quickest. They never have been the quickest. I think realistically, a lot of the games we play in the Premier League, we're going to be maybe 10, 15 yards deeper than we'd like to be. And you made a good point, Matt around your wing backs getting up and they're almost our out ball quite a lot of the time so i'm not overly worried those three at the back those three center backs were brilliant last season almost other than sort of brennan and, and a great team ethic they were the reason i think we, we got up because especially when we scored that goal against Huddersfield, they weren't going to get back into it because those three were absolute warriors so not concerned at all. It's not as if we're throwing two or three new players uh, into that back three and saying, go on then, gel. Again, you know, in the best league in the world, these three are used to playing with each other. Um, they will defend a little bit deeper and that's fine. I think Niakate, uh I really like him. I think he's going to be a really, really good player. He, he glides across the pitch. And I was thinking as well for the, uh, for the Everton goal, could he have got back? Because he is really, really quick and maybe he could. Um, but we don't have him, and I don't know how long he's out injured for. But I think it's his hamstring, isn't it, Matt? That he yeah, yeah, a couple of months, yeah, unfortunately. So, um, would I look to strengthen that back three? Maybe, but I, w I certainly wouldn't think it's it's something we need to do like absolutely fundamentally before the next game because I, I do think those three are coming and do a great job. And you have to look at who we've got in the next couple of weeks. We're going to do a lot of defending. <laughs> so maybe not the right time to throw somebody new in anyway. Um, and I'm not sure Willy Bolly is the quickest either. So I'm not sure if we want a quick play, we go for him. But, you know, I've got full trust in Steve Cooper and the recruitment team. And if we feel that we need to strengthen, we will. But let's be honest, Cook, Warren and McKenna, like I said, were fantastic last season. And they deserve the opportunity. And they deserve the chance. And, you know, I've got full confidence in them personally. Do you have to have pace at the back in the Premier League? I suppose, uh, Lewis, because you can get away with it in the Championship. Can you get away with it in the Premier League? I mean, three slow defenders or not? Uh, it's, it is, as you can see, it is the quickest, quickest league in the in the world, and and especially nowadays, and the the players, the that such top supreme athletes that it it, it does help. It does help, but. What sometimes people don't realise is that, like Mike said, is that the especially in terms of uh, Steve Cook and Joe Rowe, in terms of their pace, it's never been a, a big attribute for them. So they've played all, the, all their career with that. So when sometimes you don't have something, you learn to 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 then be better in, in other areas. Uh, and we also 
forgetting, obviously, I know Steve Cook is, is a couple of years down the line, but for the last four or five years, prices, he played in the Premier League with Bournemouth. So mm. he's very, very uh, comfortable to play in that league. He's done it before. And he's also more experienced, understands the little, where we may be lacking in pace, the little kind of uh, where you can be better in your head and just a bit of uh, head start on other players. He will have learned that. Uh, learn them tricks over that period. So, I think if if Nia if he's out for uh, uh, extended period of time, probably it's something that they are going to look at uh, just to just to rather be safe. Uh, but I think the the three that's that's in there, I think they're more than capable of of uh, playing in the Premier League. That's for sure. Let's talk about the positives from the game in more detail. Then we'll start with Forrest's goal. Just breaking it down, Lewis, what did you make of it? A very cool finish from Brennan and good build-up? Yeah, I think it was uh, I think it was a, as a good goal. I think uh, Yates did really well to make the yard. Uh, and I think he had a, from, from from the highlights and the stuff that I've been able to see, he seemed like he, he made a really positive impact. Uh, so he, he made that space. Good strike, and I, like I said, the biggest thing is always to try and get it on target because you just never know. And 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 Pickford kind of really probably should have done better, but it's still there that calmness and uh, is he, he looks like in front of goal definitely is is carried on from last year, and it was a, it was a great finish. Is that I've asked a few players this. Is that a natural thing? Do you think being able to finish like that? I don't know if you were that good when the ball fell to you ten yards out or not. I, 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 you can, you can always, all through my career and the players that I play with, especially these strikers, uh, you, you can, you can always improve every day. You can always learn, but sometimes you play with some players and they just have, and that I always like Ernie uh, uh, Earnshaw was that, just in that eighteen-yard box, anything what come, you just he, he was just natural. He had that natural ability to just to find them corners. We're looking a bit more at Brennan, Mikey. Another player who's sort of in the spotlight. I mean, he could be sat on two goals now if he's, you know, didn't stretch his arm out as much against West Ham or whatever it was. He's, I think he's made an encouraging start, hasn't he? Yep, yeah, uh, very much so. Uh, I think um, he, I think he was always going to. I think he's the. I think we've said it on this this podcast before. He's he's the one for me with the highest ceiling. He can go and do whatever he wants. In the game, I genuinely think he's that good. You know, he he ripped up League One um, Championship. He was brilliant. Premier League, he started. He, just the way the, the coolness of that finish. You know, you wouldn't have wanted it to drop to anybody else. And when when it did drop, it, 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 there was only going to be one outcome. So I just think he'll get better and better. I think he is one that you can pretty much play him anywhere as long as he's facing the goal. So you could maybe play him up top on a, a system where we're rapidly counter-attacking through, through the sort of transition. You could play him out wide and cutting in. You could play him up front as a two. You could play him in a three wide cutting in. Cutting in. He, he can do anything. I, I genuinely think he's that good. So he he will be sought after in January. I have absolutely no doubt about that. Because all the best players from all the teams are. And if he is, then good. Because that shows that we're doing something right. And he's scoring goals and he's adapting to the level. And again, it's the players around him as well. So the more quality players and the more players that can make that step up that we spoke about, 
and the quicker they can make that step up the better Brennan's going to look because he'll get more chances and he'll get more uh, opportunities and, and possession and he will will naturally be able to uh, assert his influence and his creativity onto, onto a football game you know when his dad comes on here and says that uh, Cooper says go out and don't be boring I'm hoping they're saying the same thing to him now even though we're in the Premier League just go and express yourself don't be boring we've got we've got people in the field that will do the hard yards and the tackling stay up front because when that ball breaks you in the box like it did at Everton you're the guy to put it away and get us a point so we've got a couple of tough games coming up and if we get one or two chances during either of those games I know who I want them to fall to give it that way let me ask you about a couple of midfield players then, Lewis. Obviously, you're perfectly placed to comment on them. Yates is stepping up from the Championship. Uh, again, a kind of a question, can he do it? Encouraging signs at, at Everton. I mean, how hard is that step up for a midfielder from the Championship football to, to Premier League football, do you think? Yeah, I think uh, I think the, the biggest thing in terms of any step up to any league, it's technically, at times, the players are a lot better. But it's, it, it's more... The off the ball, uh, it's more the thinking stuff through the head. It, it, it's the being, it's the athletic side of of the game. Uh, everyone, there's no kind of weak link in any team. Sometimes you're playing the championship, even now, and you may be target or you maybe think is that player is really good, but maybe his legs aren't the same as what it was before. Whereas the Premier League, everybody is in uh, top condition. But I think that helps him because I think that's his game anyway is 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 that side of uh that 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 side of it so i think in terms of coming on and, and coming into the game i think his just his willingness and his attitude will will carry him a long way i haven't seen Freuler yet but obviously mangala's come in and looked really good lewis o'brien's come in and looked really good there was a point in pre-season where i thought the midfield was our weak point does it look strong enough to you now lewis yeah, I think I think O'Brien started really well in a, in a similar in, in a, just my example in terms of about Yates. It's like O'Brien's uh, good on the ball and, and he's good technically, but a major part of his game is 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 that kind of energy and engine to be up and down the pitch and to really be that kind of driving force. And if you look at the contribution and the impact that he's had already early on you can you can you can see how them attributes uh, really help you so i think i think he he'll be fine i think looking at mangala he's looked really strong and i think you kind of always need that especially uh, in the premier league you need that kind of enforcer maybe sometimes uh, in the crowd he goes a bit unnoticed his work goes a bit unnoticed you look at kante is the same uh, to most people's eye, you won't really notice him and you won't really understand what he does. But in terms of the football club and the players, they'll understand that the job that he does does for the team. So uh, I think he will be that type. Uh, and I, so, so I think I think they'll I think they'll be okay. Uh, I know that they've got a few like Kiarte and a few to come in. I think the biggest thing uh, is just finding the balance. Really, he's just going to find that balance on the whole squad, but also the midfield because. At this point in time, you've got a lot of few people on the outside, but in terms of two that's playing now, there's a they don't look at it, there's any way of them coming out of the team. Yeah, I think they look really good. And one um, part of that balance, I think, is 
like I said in the piece I wrote about covering that space that you know Worrell's exploited in Yates and Garner did that last season. So maybe that's something that Forrest will adapt to in away games and he might not be quite so exposed. Uh, thanks to all the people who are commenting in the comments section. A lot of love for Lewis and uh, that free kick, which I'm sure you get everywhere you go, but people are uh, glad you're with us. Let's talk about... Um, People want to talk about Gibbs White as well. His uh, debut off the bench, he looked really strong. We saw that highlight on Match of the Day, Mikey, where he went through two players. That's encouraging, isn't it, seeing coming in with freedom and confidence? Yeah, really good. My When I watched it, my uh, wife said, oh, that's filth when he did that, which I think is... It's, it's a I don't want to hear those comments from your wife. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> um, I, I think a lot of people would have said something very similar. Um, but he's, he's clearly got... Uh, Maybe something to prove, but when he came on, he looked great. Just the same as Yates did. And can I just go back slightly? You know that Froiler, which I still can't pronounce his name properly. Every person I speak to, especially the ones that watch him in training, and I can't swear on this podcast, but they say he's, he's the dog, as in he is a proper footballer. So I'm really excited to see what he can do when he gets in the team. Um, and I think some of the few people put that in the comments as well. So, but obviously going back to... Uh, to uh, what we're speaking about, Gibbs yeah, that's why it was. You, you know, what's really interesting for me is, I, I'm not sure you pay that amount of money, and he was obviously one of Steve, Steve Cooper's primary targets, if not the primary target. He's now at the club; he's not going to sit on the bench. So, the question is, where does he fit in to that system? Um, I've had to think about it. I, I, I reckon away from home. He might go how we ended up at Everton, which is Gibbs White. I don't know what I'm doing with a pen. Gibbs White, <laughs> Lingard, and Johnson sort of rotating in the three, maybe even a false line, so to speak, when we've not got the ball, but very fluid, very quick, very exciting on the transition. I think that's what we might go away from home. I think at home, where we probably will get 10, 20% more possession and be maybe 10, 20 yards further up the pitch. Um, I'm still not sure, but I think what he might do is maybe push Lingard out wide. Who knows? But what's really exciting is these are great options and decisions for Cooper to have. You know, four or five weeks ago, Matt, when we were on here, we were talking about the fact that the bench looked really weak and we couldn't change a game. And we only had one or two options up front and one of them has never played in the Premier League before. Now we've got three or four or five. And we're debating, you know, what formation they're going to play. How can you fit them all in the team? You know, these are great conversations to have. And I'm sure Cooper is absolutely overjoyed at the fact that he's got his, his primary target in. And he looked like, when he came on, he looked he looked really good, as did Yates, I have to say. And you can tell he's done um, a bit of work pre-season, looks a bit bigger, a bit stronger, arriving in the box late as well. So many options. And it's it all bodes for um, some real positivity. I know we've got a couple of tough games coming up, but let's just go for it. Let's just attack it and see, see what happens. And we've got the squad depth now to, to change a football game, which is, you know, mightily uh, impressive and positive. What's your take on Gibbs-White, the player, Lewis, before I ask you about the fee? I think, I think, he's, uh, I think he's the difference. Uh, what I've seen of him, Sheffield United last year, and... Sometimes players, they just have something different. And for me, he's he's that player that you go and watch and you think, 
yeah, he he's the difference. That's that that that's my is a player that kind of also I, I like to think that I used to play like it's like he's that little bit of a bit of a bit of a maverick. Bit like I said, he's got the number ten. He's in that role, and I think he's he's the difference now. And I think it just gives it it, it will give the changing room a massive boost. Also, the the boys that was there last year, you you when you play, you realise when you play against players. And they're they're a different level, and I think even if you just look at the playoff games, especially the second leg, uh, some of the stuff that he did, the the likes of Warrell Yates, when he comes in now, they will think, yeah, this is this is a very good signing. This is someone that we would want on our side, definitely. Uh, hello to uh, Harry, who's in Japan. That's interesting. Good time here, and Maurizio, who's in Italy. Uh, good time, international audience. What about the fee, Lewis? Does it put a Psychological pressure on him at all? Do you think it's very inflated in a sense because he's not played a huge amount of Premier League games? So people are going to be looking at him who haven't seen that much of him, thinking, "How are you paying that much for a player?" Does that put an onus on him? Do you think? Uh, it's just football now. Mm. It's just the, the the industry that it is. Uh, an English player is is there's a premium that you have to play uh, have to pay. And I honestly think the the fee. I don't think it will be bother him in the slightest. I just think he's that. Like, I don't know him as a, as, as, as a person, but just from the outside and being in the game for as long as I was, I just think that he's the kind of player that will just thrive off it and it will actually help him. And I think he'll actually use it as as a as a motivation uh, than, a, than a hindrance, that's for sure. Let's talk about the next few games coming up then before we, we go. Um, just a quick word on, on Grimsby away. Mikey, sweeping changes. Anyone you really want to see? Kids, Dennis, Freuler, who what kind of players we need to play in this game, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, we, we were talking about this before we, we came on air, weren't we, Matt? I think there are some that, uh, and I can't think of a better way to say this, but need minutes. You, you, you guys know what I mean. So there are some that we want to get out on the football pitch to get familiar with the way that we play. Some people that have never put on that red shirt before. So I'm talking about the new lads in midfield. Even Bianconi at the back. Dennis, obviously, was on the bench on uh, Saturday but didn't get on. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing a few of our younger lads, certainly the ones that featured in pre-season, uh, make the, the squad be in the first 11 or on the bench. So, looking at Hammond was one. And uh, is it Donnelly, the other lad as well? So, yeah, maybe those two. Um, it's a great opportunity for us, like I said, to get a few of those those players some minutes even somebody like ryan yates who's, who's making his way back from uh to full fitness maybe put him out as well uh it's interesting because when we're in the championship and and uh you know what i mean by this matt i never want to take the cup slightly or say do 11 changes because it's all about league but now we're in the premier league <laughs> there is a part of me that says not that it's not important because it is, but if we put out, say, a Morgan Gibbs White or Jesse Lingard or Brennan Johnson and he, and he gets injured, should we have then perhaps given the lads that are trying to push into that first 11 a go? And it's a balancing act. I understand that because you need to respect the competition and I don't want to be hypocritical because I've never thought this way before. And I know, Matt, you're in a similar sort of thought process. But I think the way I'd go is. Look at the lads that need minutes, and there's quite a few of them. Embed the new signings and put a few kids on, um, and then rest the others. And I just have to be honest with that opinion. 
What do you think about that, Lewis? The kind of Premier League mentality of, you know, I need to say in the Premier League first and foremost, would you be risking senior players in this one or not? I think I think he has to. I think he had with the amount of signings that uh, the club have made and the the the, the caliber of some of the signings they're all not going to play come the weekend. So and this is kind of back to my original point about it's me kind of going into the other side now and understanding it's it's a it's a very tough job that Steve Cooper's got because it's bringing players in and having numbers, but it's also bringing in real quality. Now, a lot of these players that are signed, they've all signed expecting to play. Uh, we talked about the midfielder earlier from uh, Atlanta. He was playing Champions League last year. So, he's not going to come here to not play, maybe sit on the bench. And, and, and that's the that's the that's going to be the biggest kind of obstacle to get right. Because... Right now, at this early stage, I think there's such an upbeat around the place and the new lads, they're coming in kind of every other week and they're drip-feeding in. So, at this point in time, you have that kind of bedding-in period where everything kind of just is a bit of a revolving door. There's going to be some leaving. And that's so once the transfer window shorts and then you start submitting the squad, from that point on, players are going to be wanting to play. And that's the big thing. I feel that if he can get that right, I think it's going to be the biggest thing. And in terms of you looking at the game and you think maybe play some of the young kids, there's a lot of these players that have come in that need football. And he's going to, he's going to have to use that competition to his own advantage and, and uh, put quite a strong side out, I'm sure. Do players hate these Early Carabao Cup games, senior players, because you know you've got to go to a no offense to Grimsby or Berry or you know a lower league two side. Do you think, oh, I could really do without this, or do you look forward to them? It depends where you are in that terms of where you are at that point, where you are in your kind of pre-season start of the season. So, for for, for example, you look at the likes of the lads who have played the first three games. Well, they're they're just going to be really thinking and concentrating on the next Premier League game and thinking, right, I just need to be right for that. Then, yeah, the the likes of the Yates, uh, uh, Young Mike, players that are going to think, right, that's an opportunity for me to at least get a game in. Because, like I said, they all want to play. So, it, 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 it sometimes it can come, the lads who are coming back or maybe have missed the, missed the last part of pre-season or not been involved in, a, in the first uh, few games, They'll be ready, chomping in a bit to play in this game because there's a chance of playing a, in a in a proper official game and there's a chance of getting minutes under the belts. But the the lads that who have been a major part of the first three games, they will be they will be kind of thinking if I'm needed, of course I'm ready to go. But a lot of their mind will be thinking about the next the next league game. I'm sure. Um, let's have a quick chat about Spurs. I think we will probably be back later in the week and we'll talk a bit more about it. But I just wanted to get a quick take on it. Start with you, Mikey. I thought we, you know, this sounds a horrible game. We're going to get battered initially when the fixtures came out. But then you see how Leeds set about Chelsea, and obviously Newcastle are better than Forest and Leeds. But they got about Man City and made life hard for them. Can Forest get something from this game conceivably on on Saturday or Sunday, whenever it is? Yeah, gives you hope, doesn't it? When you see you know teams getting about these you know so-called bigger teams and making it uncomfortable for them. I think I saw a stat. 
yesterday that said Leeds ran something like 11 or 12 kilometres more than Chelsea. Um, that doesn't necessarily guarantee you a result, but it, it certainly helps. You know, when you put yourself about and trying to close that gap with quality, and I suspect we might have to do something similar. So you look at Tottenham's team on paper, it's pretty frightening, to be honest with you, when they've got Kane and Son and, you know, Richarlison and the Swedish lad who I can't pronounce, but he's a really good player. <laughs> and, um, and Bentico and a few others. You know, you know they're, a, they're a brilliant football team and they've got a world-class manager. So eight times out of ten, they probably win that game. But, you know, it's football and anything can happen. But I do think we will need to start probably quicker than we've started the last couple. Because if we go 1-0 down to that, it might be a long, long afternoon. But there's nothing to say we can't do what Leeds did to Chelsea yesterday and you know what Brighton have been doing this season, which is go away and just assert yourself. Well, at home we are, sorry. But assert yourselves on the football game. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean snapping into challenges and, and you know, doing all, all the dirty stuff. It just means not to be afraid and, and play on the front foot and play the way that we know we can play. And there were spells at that game on Saturday, Everton, where we looked like we really belong at this level. We're playing some great stuff. You know, 10, 20 passes, overlap runs, crosses in the box where there's four or five in the box. We'll need to do all of that. And we'll need to have a hell of a lot of luck, like we had against West Ham, um, to get something from Tottenham. Like I said, these games are a bonus and won't define our season, in, in my view. Um, the Man City games are different kettle of fish. Don't ask me about that. <laughs> that could be anything. Um, but something like Tottenham at home, let's just have a go. And if we lose two or three now, so what? So it was like I said, you know, we've got Bournemouth at home the game afterwards. That's a game I think we'll go and really have a go and try and win that football game. But you know, Tottenham at home, brilliant side. It's going to be a great atmosphere. It's going to be another brilliant day. And if we perform like we can do, we've got every chance of getting something. You know, whether that's a draw, like I said, we're going to need a bit of luck. Um, but isn't it just great to have these teams coming to the city ground and thinking, how do we beat them? You know, we're not we're not scared of them. It's a case of is there a chink in the armour? How do we beat them? What strikers do we choose? These are all great conversations, um, and I'm really looking forward to it, Matt. Really am. How would you be viewing the game, Lewis, especially with it being at home? And you saw the atmosphere at Ellen Road and obviously Forest at home to West Ham. Are you feeling Forest are in a pretty decent place going into this game? Yeah, I think when you, uh, from inside in terms of the change rooms, when you go into any new season, any new league, or especially if you've been promoted, there's, there's just little things that you need to try and check off as, as, as quick as possible. First win is massive. You've got them, if you look at that, which Forrest did against West Ham. So that, so you've got that kind of burden away, right? So you, that's not kind of playing in the background. Then you look at the attacking players. They've got the goals. They've, they've scored already. So there's that little individual. They're not bringing into the game with that on the back. Because you sometimes get that when you especially go up a level. The attacking players, it's five games now and striker's not scored or the winger's not scored. And, and you think, and, and, and as players, you feel it. So... On them little things, they've all happened very quickly. So, in the terms of going into game, like, is you're sitting mid table, just enjoy it. The top of Oxford are coming to, you know what I mean, to play. Like, just enjoy it. Enjoy playing against them players. Like I said, the little things from the outside, what can 
sometimes feed into the dressing room. They've kind of gone. I said, you've got your first win. You're attacking players of already uh, a few of them that have got the goals. So now you've just got nothing to lose. You've got nothing to lose anyway. But sometimes you you, you can put a bit of more pressure on these games because of you haven't done what you needed to do. Like Mike said, like they're the games against Tottenham and Man City and stuff like that. They're not the ones that are going to keep Nottingham Forest in the league. So, but when you take care of the other games and you get a three points at West Ham, you get a point at Everton, these games become even more of a, of a free hit because you've already took a bit of advantage of the games that you needed to do. So I think it's just a, just a positive outlook and environment all the way around, really. There was a question in the comments earlier for, for you, Lewis, about coaching. Uh, oh, yeah, here it is from Warren. Uh, how's it going? How's the start of the season going for Loughborough? Yeah, we've uh, two, we, we two league games in. Uh, the first game, uh, left-back came off after eight minutes. Then his replacement got sent off. Ten minutes later, I love not so yeah. we we are we was down to ten men and 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 we lost one nil. But in terms of the performance, in terms of seventy minutes with ten men, we always looked like we was going to uh, that we that that we was going to get back in the game, and we just just couldn't quite get get a, get a goal, which we deserved at least a point. Uh, that we followed that up with a, a Tuesday night game against uh, Davenger Town and. Uh, we won four nil, so that's just back to my kind of comment earlier. That getting off the start, getting that first three points is massive because it does a lot for everybody—the staff, the players, everyone in the dressing room. So we've we've started we've started okay. We'd have liked to have got something from the first game, especially being at home, but is what it is. We played tomorrow night with me having COVID. I'm I'm, I'm now away from that so hopefully that we can get uh, a positive result it's against a, a very very good team in this league who will be up there come the end of the season so back to again the same about the Tottenham game anything from that is a bonus so I, I really enjoy it it's something that gives me that football uh, fix and uh, no I'm, I'm, I'm really really looking forward to what the season may bring Good. Well, three or four of the lads uh, in the WhatsApp group were in for our Fantasy Premier League mini league of uh, Loughborough fans who go to every home game. So they'll be pleased to see you feeling pretty confident about it. Um, any yeah. other business, Mikey? Anything you want to add before we depart? No, just the fact that it's been a, a, a pleasure being on with, with Lewis. Um, yeah, that's all I can say without fanboying. I, uh, <laughs> some of the goals you scored down at City Ground, mate, were just, were just brilliant. And uh, made, no, made my... Appreciate it, but no, nothing else from me, matches. Good, uh, Lewis. I assume you're a big fan of Mikey, obviously. But anything you want to say about Forest before we finish, or any other business for yourself? No, I think I think I think the biggest thing is, and and right at the start of the show, Mikey touched on it. It's just to keep that positive environment. I think that nobody expected, especially at the start of last season, expected to be here, and also having the start that we've had. And you look at the the way the the club have done in the transfer market and the money they've spent. You could only have probably told months ago dreamed of something like this happening. So I know at times there's going to be there's going to be lows and there's going to be times where we might have dropped points. But it's just if from the outside, if we can keep that positive environment, the positive outlook uh, in the kind of social media and and, and that, the players will see it and it helps. 
and even at some time it helps it helps to just have that uh response from when they look from the outside at times it's just like listen the fans are still with us the fans can understand what we're trying to do uh and little things like that sometimes make a difference so i i would just like to if i could use this platform to say just to just to keep that, that positivity and that that good energy and uh, i'm sure that come the end of the season it'll be all worthwhile Excellent. Right. Uh, we shall leave it there. Thanks to everyone who's watched along, dropped loads of comments in. Much appreciated. Uh, thanks to both Lewis and Mikey as well. Some brilliant stuff there. If you enjoyed this, do give us uh, a review, a five-star rating, whatever, on iTunes uh, and subscribe. I had a lovely, I'm going to name check someone. I had a lovely review from Lee Tilston, I noticed, on iTunes the other day. So if you leave a review that nice, uh, like Lee, then I'll read it out. I'll name check you on here. Uh, and also on YouTube, do like, subscribe, comment. It all helps spread the word of this podcast. Hopefully we'll be back on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, looking a bit more at the Grimsby game and a bit more on Spurs. But in the meantime, thank you very much, and we'll see you soon.